today as we begin our program, I have some news stories the mainstream media wants you to miss. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Part of what I do to prepare this program each and every day, I look through some of the news stories found in the mainstream media and also from some of the, shall we say, not quite mainstream media, even some alternative media. Now, the biggest problem is making sure that the stories I'm sharing with you are true and are accurate. And there have been times, I'll admit, it's not been easy to do. People often send me stories about certain things, and they may sound good if you have a certain persuasion, but they're not really accurate. So it's difficult. I want to always, I want you to always feel confident that if I share something with you on this program, I have spent the time it takes to vet the story out to ensure that it's it's reasonably accurate. There are a tremendous amount of stories that appear each day at places like CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, PBS, New York Times, Washington Post, you name it would rather bury, hide, or ignore. And they hope that most American people will never hear these stories because it would, well, it would destroy, it would destroy their their narrative. Let me give you an example of one of the stories that has been around. And this one, I'm going to give credit where it is. It's in the Epic Times. And it's a story that comes out of Washington, D.C. And I'm sure a lot of you may not know this, but a fourth a fourth police officer who was present at the grounds of the Capitol building during the January 6th incident. Are you ready for this? You may already know the story. Some of you do, but many may not. A fourth police officer who was on the grounds of the Capitol building back on January 6th has died. This individual, according to the Metropolitan Police Department of the District of Columbia, died of suicide. 26-year-old Officer Kyle DeFreitag was found dead on July the 10th. Now, this story just came out. He was found dead on July the 10th from suicide. He was assigned to the 5th District and had been with the police department since November of 2016. Now, this is the fourth one that had committed suicide. Now, this individual lived in Alexandria, Virginia, originally from Pennsylvania. Does this seem a little strange? He survived by his parents, his brother, and his sister. Confirmation of his suicide came just 48, just came hours, just hours after 43-year-old Gunther Hashida was confirmed to have also died by suicide. Another officer. That makes four officers who were present on January 6th that have committed suicide. Now, this this disturbs me a little bit, and it makes me ask some questions. Doesn't that seem a little unusual to you to have four officers in a period of, I don't know, 
seven months, six months, commit suicide? How often do they have suicides in these police departments? They always talk about the five deaths that were recorded in the aftermath of January the 6th. And of all the deaths, only one was determined to have died by homicide, and uh, they say an unnamed officer. You may have noticed a lot of media outlets never want to name this particular officer, but in a recent podcast, Dinesh D'Souza has revealed his name. Who killed Ashley Babbitt? Trump uh, tweeted that out uh, recently, and he was also asked about it uh, with a very interesting tidbit from Maria Bartiromo. Listen. And there is speculation that this was a security detail in a leading member of Congress's uh, security detail, a Democrat. Whoa, this uh, we're getting a little closer to the identity of the man who shot Ashley Babbitt uh, through the neck, killing her. And uh, hey, it's time to reveal the name of the man. It's um, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, Michael Byrd. Now, the media, by the way, knows his name. They have known it for a while. They refuse to report it. They're, you may say, protecting him. Now, this is strange because think about it. There have been a number of police shootings over the last few years. Can you think of a single case in which the identity of the officer has been systematically concealed by the media? There's no such case. So in this one case... They are preventing people from knowing what I've just told you. Uh, Why? Partly because Lieutenant Michael Byrd is black. And so we have right away uh, a racial incident in the sense that you've got a black cop um, shooting and killing an unarmed white woman, who's, by the way, also a veteran. And this white woman was doing nothing more in this case than pushing her way through a window. In other words, she seems to pose no imminent or immediate danger to anyone, least of all to the cop. And yet, evidently, a, quote, internal investigation, which seems thoroughly bogus, by the way, has concluded that Lieutenant, Mike, uh, Lieutenant Michael Byrd felt he was in mortal danger. So in other words, evidently, he wasn't even protecting anyone else. He felt that his life was in danger. Now, in any other circumstances, I mean, just switch the races of the people, switch the ideologies around and ask yourself this. Uh, If you have an unarmed black man coming through a window and a white cop with no warning, no firing shot in the air, shoots not just to wound or to immobilize, but to kill, and then says, even though I'm standing many feet away, even though there are lots of people around me, including lots of cops, there's no evident danger Uh, at least mortal danger, Uh, nevertheless, I'm going to kill this woman. Wow. And for what? Because she broke the law? Well, George Floyd broke the law. Uh, If Ashley Babbitt deserves to die just because she, quote, broke the law, why doesn't George Floyd deserve to die? Because he broke the law. So breaking the law by itself doesn't mean that an armed officer has a right to kill you. It means that they have a right to apprehend you, put you before a jury, put you before a judge, let the system take its course. That's all they're empowered to do.
Now, the interesting thing about this guy, Michael Bird, uh, first of all, it's pretty obvious it's him. Uh, we know this because actually a sergeant at arms, Timothy Blodgett, accidentally blurted out his name um, in a um, in a hearing. And interestingly, C-SPAN and, and CNN quickly removed his name from the transcript. But there it is in the Congressional Quarterly Record, so we know exactly who it is. But you can also, by the way, match up photos uh, of Bird, uh, Bird himself, with the fellow that we see uh, on the television screen. Uh, and by the way, he's wearing the same uh, bracelet that he normally wears, the same lapel pin. It's quite obviously the same guy. Now, interestingly, this guy, Mike Bird, has, has cleaned his own social media He's removed all his posts. He's taken down all his personal photos. So he's obviously trying to conceal his identity. Um, interestingly, when you look into his background, and I'm, I have to credit um, uh, some reporting here from the Tampa Tribune, uh, or one of the Tampa newspapers, they go, Bird has a record of mishandling his weapons. Very interesting. In fact, in February 2019, this guy took a department-issued Glock 22, by the way, the same firearm he used on Ashley Babbitt, uh, and he left the gun loaded but unattended in a restroom in uh, the, on the house side of the Capitol. Uh, and another guy uh, was looking around, maybe coming to use the bathroom. He finds this loaded gun. And so this guy, uh, Mike Bird, is obviously a little careless, a little bit reckless. But the reason this cordon of protection has gone around him, not only from the authorities but from the media, is they can't afford to admit that the only lethal force used on January 6th was illicitly, inappropriately, and in violation of law used by a black male Capitol Police officer against a female unarmed Trump supporter. Admit that and the whole January 6th narrative begins to collapse. They don't want it to collapse. They're trying to hold up this tottering edifice of lies. This is the big lie, by the way. The big lie here being that, oh, there were these seditious Trump supporters trying to overthrow the Constitution, mounting an Al-Qaeda-style attack. And so they can't afford to tell the truth about Mike Babbitt. They've got to protect him. They've got to hide his identity. They've got to pretend that Ashley Babbitt was some kind of Osama bin Laden uh, or some kind of guy flying a plane into a building, although she manifestly was not. And there you have it from Dadesh D'Souza from his podcast. I think that was from yesterday. Telling you some of the things that the mainstream media would never want you to know about January the 6th. The narrative has to be that this wonderful officer was putting his life on the line. If you've seen the video of the shooting, which generally speaking, a CNN would never want to air because it's pretty obvious when that guy's hand comes out and he's got people between himself and a distance to that window. He just made a decision to kill somebody. Now, like like Dinesh says, and I have to agree, if everything had been reversed, had that been, oh, I don't know, a, a black woman coming through that window and it was a white cop, we would never hear the end of it from Black Lives Matters. There'd be looting, burning, and rioting going on for weeks. You know it, and I know it. Yet the narrative had to be changed. It couldn't be the truth. And see, this is the problem today with most of our mainstream media. Truth is irrelevant. 
Truth is only useful if it's useful for what they want you to know. If the truth goes against the narrative, it must be suppressed. This is what Nazi Germany did with Goebbels. Joseph Goebbels, propaganda minister. You control the narrative. You let people know what the truth really is. Only if it suits your purpose and cause. If the truth go against, goes against your narrative or it's negative, it must be buried hidden and suppressed. So how many of you had known anything, anything about four officers have committed suicide that were there that day? You know, I'm trying to think in my years of work, I remember for a number of years, I worked for a a sheriff's office, 400 employees, pretty good size sheriff's office, not just a handful, 400 and, you know, in, in a 10-year period of time, I don't recall any of those individuals having committed suicide. I mean, I know it happens. I know it can happen. I know there are some circumstances. But to have four commit suicide in a period of six months, as a listener wrote me, I think it was yesterday, reminding me of this story. We don't want to be thought of as conspiracy theorists here, but I'm beginning to think that there is a conspiracy here. There's something about this, something about this that doesn't add up. You know, when you look at the all the stories that are talked about with January the 6th, they try to imply five people died because of this. Five. Well, let's take care of three of those right up front. Actually, two, definitely two, died of natural causes, men in their 50s, people that are hypertensive, high blood pressure, heart attacks. Remember, there were 250,000 people present that day in D.C. on the Stop the Steal rally. Imagine if you live in a city of 250,000 people, okay? You live... You live in a city of fifty thousand of two hundred and fifty thousand people. Would it be uncommon to have one, two, or even three people die or suffer a heart attack? Not at all. In a town of two hundred and fifty thousand people, you're gonna have a number, you're gonna have thousands of deaths every year. That's just the numbers. Then there was a woman in her 30s, and it was ruled she had died of an accidental drug overdose. So now we have three of the five, okay? Three of the five. Number four, of course, is Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by Officer Byrd. We now know that. That is the factual record that the media tries to suppress. So who is the fifth? The one that CNN, NBC, and the mainstream media for weeks, for weeks, tried to imply was beaten to death. Beaten to death by the unruly and horrible mob. Yes, beaten to death. Clubbed over the head with a fire extinguisher. You remember that story? 
CNN, MSNBC, the Washington Post, the New York Times all had that as the story that Officer Brian Sicknick was killed by being beaten up with a fire extinguisher. Guess what? It turned out to be a total fabrication and absolute lie. Police officer Brian Sicknick died of natural causes a day later. That's right. Died of natural causes a day later. But it didn't matter to Nancy Pelosi. She made sure his body lied in state. His cremains lied in state. Just days before the phony impeachment trial of Donald Trump. They used, they used his earthly remains as a show prop. How utterly despicable and disgusting that is. And they all knew, everybody knew he had died of natural causes that had nothing to do with what happened on January the 6th. But no, for the photo optic and to basically propagandize the American people through the filthy, lying, mainstream media, the new narrative was, this man died because of Trump, and we're going to impeach him so he can never run for president again. We are run by sick Our government now is in the hands of the most filthy, the most evil, the sickest, the most despicable reprobates this nation has ever piled together in the Capitol building. I've never seen anything like a Nancy Pelosi in my lifetime. She is an evil individual. And as I said the other day on the, on the radio program, she calls herself a good Catholic. In other words, she's expecting when she dies, some Catholic priest will just give her an overload of holy water and somehow push her into heaven. It's not going to work out that way. The Bible doesn't say it works that way at all. But she is so drunk on her own power, if she's not drunk on booze, which I sometimes see on the TV as her teeth are falling out of her mouth, as she's stumbling and fumbling her words. And she is the leader of the House of Representatives. How low as a nation can we go? Well, there's Chuck Schumer on on the Senate side. I guess we can go lower. We could have Jerry Nadler. We, We could have Adam Schiff. Two more evil reprobates that wouldn't know the truth if it stared them in the face. They wouldn't know the truth of an angel from God came before them. And, of course, a guy like Nadler, when it comes to the things of God, he made it very clear. Any religious tradition ascribes as God's will... Is no concern of this Congress. I believe someday that Jerry Nadler will regret those very words. So we were told five people died on January the 6th. Two from natural causes. One, an accidental drug overdose. One individual died of natural causes a day later. Only one was actually killed And that was Ashley Babbitt. The media never wants to talk about that. They want to keep the idea of the insurrection alive. 
This is worse than Al-Qaeda, worse than the attacks on, on the World Trade Centers or the Pentagon or the plane that crashed into the field. This is worse than any of that. This is probably worse than the Civil War. At least that's what they want you to believe. The truth did not matter. I saw some of this hearing stuff last week, and I found it rather repulsive on a number of levels. They don't want the truth. The truth destroys a political narrative that they desperately need right now because the policies of the Democrats in charge are destroying our nation, destroying our economy, making us slaves to a China virus, keeping us in fear, depreciating the value of our currency and money. You know, and I know that uh, Donald Trump was president last year, but it needs to be mentioned that 20% of all the money in circulation today came into being during the pandemic. That's why some of your prices seem so high, because as soon as you pour more money into our economy, the value of the remaining dollars keeps going down because it's bought into being as debt. That may explain some of your gas prices. And now we have the Senate, the House, the president all talking about spending. Oh, I don't know. Let's throw in another three trillion with a T dollars. And see what that does to the economy. And there's some pretty stupid stuff in this mega thousand page bill. Even this first step, the only one trillion dollar plan. There's a lot of stuff in there that has nothing to do with infrastructure at all. I saw where they want new cars to have a built in breathalyzer to see if you've had too much alcohol before you can start the car. These are the kind of things being tossed into these porculous bills. All kind of strange stuff. But getting back just for a moment to the Capitol building. Now that we know that two died of natural causes, one a drug overdose, another person died of natural causes a day later, a stroke by the way, only one actually killed as a result, that being Ashley Babbitt, shot by Officer Byrd as she came through a window. You now know the story if you hadn't known it before. And I hope that you do know the story now. That's the narrative they're trying to keep alive. There's also thousands of hours of tape, or I should say digital recordings, from all the High-tech security cameras. Come on, let's be honest. This is the capital of the United States of America. Do you think they have a security system and cameras? (laughs) I mean, really? There are probably more hidden cameras and detectors in that building than you and I would ever imagine. Probably one of the most secure buildings in the world. How did it get breached? That's one of my questions. How did it really get breached? Call me a conspiracy theorist, if you'd like. I don't care. They've arrested 500-some-odd people 
for breaching the Capitol. But we know that there were a lot of undercover people agitating. People that were in there that were providing, uh, shall we say, film at 11, so to speak. Remember those, if you're old enough to remember that line, or film at 10, depending what part of the country you live. In other words, there were Antifa types that were there providing for $30,000 and $60,000 video clips to CNN inside what was going on. Why has nobody seen the multiplied, like, four, there's estimates, there is 1,400 or more hours of unseen video that has been sealed up. Nancy Pelosi does not want you to see the entire story. If she has her way, you'll never see it. You want to know why? Because it may paint a very different picture. There's one story that came out, and I, and it is accurate. I've looked into it carefully. There's video out there. The day before, the night before, on January the 5th, there was an agitator who ends up being an informant for the FBI. <laughs> Think about that now. On the FBI payroll, trying to rally the people. We got to storm the Capitol tomorrow, man. Are you in? Are you in? You're going to do it? You're going to do it? And the group he's with is shouting, is shouting, no, no, no. I am going to come out in a limb here. And if you've listened to this program now since we started last year, I'm very careful when I make these kind of predictions. I predict it may not come out soon. It may take a while. But I really believe when the truth comes out and some of that video might, if they haven't destroyed it, comes out, we may see a different story where the vast majority of those there at the Capitol meant no harm. But there were well-planned agitators to make it over the top because they knew two things those that push for this. They knew the election was a fraud and it was stolen. That's why. We have to nip this in the bud. We have to destroy Donald Trump. We have to put the supporters of Donald Trump in a terrible and horrible light. Otherwise, we lose our power. This is what it comes down to. We are being played like little children by witches, and warlocks like the Nancy Pelosi's, the Adam Schiff's that are in government. Yes, I just said it, and I don't take it back. Because the way that they have acted, the things that they have promoted, the things that they endorse, the things they demand you accept are all evil. And if you're a Christian, they go strictly and totally against everything you are taught by Jesus himself and his disciples and all of the writings of Holy Scripture. Our nation is at a crossroad, a crossroad like I've never seen before in my lifetime. We are truly coming into some perilous times. 
And those are some of the stories that the mainstream media doesn't want you to know. Why have four police officers involved with January the 6th commit suicide? It just seems like an abnormally high number for any police department of which I'm aware. And in such a short amount of time, there are a lot of suspicious deaths out there that I'm beginning to, you know, it it makes you really believe in some conspiracy theories that the deep state may be that deep. We have rhinos out there in the Republican Party that will go along and do anything the Democrats want. You want to know why? They just want to be allowed to sit at the big people's table. They want to enjoy the power they have in a city like Washington, D.C. Now, let me share another story real quick. You know who Devin Nunes is, a Republican of California. Probably saw him a lot before we lost the House. He's filed a defamation lawsuit against NBC Universal Media, and he claims that MSNBC host Rachel Maddow falsely accused him of criminal conduct on her show. According to a complaint, by the way, this was filed in the Eastern District Court of Texas. Noon's attorneys allege that Maddow and the network made published and republished numerous false factual statements that they knew were false at the time that they made them. Noon's attorney pointed to statements that Maddow made on her March 18th show of this year, suggesting that the California Republican refused to turn over to the FBI a package that he reportedly received from a suspected Russian agent. Now, understand, you have Rachel Maddow going on and on and on. Ooh, the Russian collusion, delusion. It never died in that poor woman's mind. Get her some psychological help. She further stated he refused to answer. This is, you know, she stated that Congressman Nunes refused to answer any questions about any of this. Well, it turns out, while a package was sent to Nunes, the package was intercepted and sent directly to the FBI. He never opened it, so he can't comment on its contents. That's standard protocol for those kind of packages. And it was sent immediately to the FBI before it ever even reached Nunes. This goes back to a time in 2019 when this incident occurred. By January of 2020, everybody had been briefed by the FBI on the concerns of the package. The truth had been out there the entire time, but she just brings back this non-story and lies once again to get her people all riled up. Get them all riled up evil Trump supporters. This is the country in which we live. Now, do you think that Rachel Maddow on her show tonight will talk about her being sued for lying? (laughs) 
she lies all the time and gets away with it so far. In a world where justice exists, and unfortunately, I don't think justice exists anymore in the United States. We have a legal system. We rarely have a justice system where right from wrong is delineated and clearly identified and dealt with as such. Now we have a paid-for, we have the best legal system money can buy. And to those that are people of faith, you better be deeply concerned about that. We're losing our rights one by one. Justice, well... Lady Justice has been prostituted for money, sadly. When we come back, I want to share some different thoughts, but I just wanted to give you just a couple of stories. I could probably go on and on with stories you'll never hear on NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, uh, Cable News Network, Headline News, most major newspapers. They're buried. Most people will only know the propaganda that they have been fed and spoon-fed for quite a long time. The United States is at a crossroads. I'm also afraid that they're going to use the fear of the Delta and any other variant they can come up with out there. They're going to come up with, mark my words, when people no longer fear the Delta variant, they'll come up with another one and another and another. And I'm going to try to give you some real numbers to work with on the other side as well. Got totally different. I I do want to change direction, but I thought I'd just give you a couple of news stories you couldn't hear anywhere else. If you believe in the work we're doing here, I'd like to know how you're listening to the program. I know for you podcast listeners today, the program got to you rather late. We were very tied up today. Normally, we try to have the show ready between noon and one. And that gives better time for distribution to a few radio stations. It's a really, it can get hairy in the later part of the afternoon trying to get everything done. But today, we we had to take care of an emergency situation With one of our little pets, we had to actually drive to a town an hour and a half away. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it now, but uh, to take take care of that problem. So didn't get a chance to start recording until way late today and barely making it. uh, Hopefully, we're getting it done just in time to get it to the first radio stations that air it. But if you believe in the work that we're doing... Would you let me know my personal email address, and I'm the only one that reads it, is bob at truth2ponder.com. That's bob at truth2ponder.com. I'd love to hear from you. Our mailing address in Georgia and our parent ministry is Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And our address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's our secure box, number 263, in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The fount of every blessing. 
Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. There's an old hymn entitled, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. You might have heard it. It was written by a man named Robert Robinson. In his earlier years, he came to the Lord and was blessed by the joy of knowing God. But in his later years, he fell away into sin, away from the Lord. He was deeply troubled. Hoping to find some peace, he decided to go traveling. One day in his travels, he met a young woman who asked him what he thought of a hymn she had just been reading. Robinson was amazed. It was, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, the hymn he had written while he was in the Lord's presence. He tried to get around her question, but she kept pressing him for an answer. And then he broke down and began weeping. As tears streamed down his cheeks, he answered her, I am the man who wrote that hymn many years ago. I give anything to experience again the joy I knew then. The woman was amazed and then began to reassure him of the streams of mercy that he wrote about many years before, that they still flowed fresh. Robinson was deeply touched. He turned back to the Lord and finished his walk in the joy in which it began. I think the Lord allowed it all to bless you, that the man who wrote the fount of every blessing should fall away and then at the end find out that one of those blessings is God's unfailing love. The Lord allowed that, his love and mercy to the backslider. We all mess up. We all stumble. It's one thing to fall. It's quite another thing to stop walking. Doesn't matter, my friend. Whatever the sin is, God's love is greater still. Come back to the joy of your first love and be refreshed by the streams of mercy which flow fresh and unstopped from the fount of every blessing. Now, how'd you like to receive special daily meditations and teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel and prophecy, a free subscription to Sapphires and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, all free. You'll love it. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and to reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy, at Box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Questions, comments, whatever. Love to hear from you. Nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi. L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Mayim Shamayim, the water of heaven. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Spent some time just sharing a few stories you may not have heard in the other media. The mainstream media, the state-run media, the drive-by media. It's been called all kinds of things. And I think organizations like CNN, once a fairly respected news organization, is now just a mouthpiece of propaganda. They don't even know what news is anymore. I'd be embarrassed to say that I graduated from a journalism school and worked at CNN. You're just just a paid propagandist. You're not a news reporter anymore. When I was much younger and beginning a broadcast career, I wasn't certain 
exactly what I wanted to do, and I had opportunity to both be a, for lack of a better word, disc jockey, did my share of it, also had my opportunity to be in charge of some newsrooms in some radio stations at a young age. And I remember when I went to school, the idea of accuracy, keep it simple, make it understandable, was rule number one. And of course, being honest. One person once said, nobody really cares about your opinion when they're coming for the news. They just want to know the who, what, where, and why of a story. We've gone beyond that. Now we withhold news to change a narrative. And we do it intentionally, willingly. That's propaganda. That's the stuff that Pravda did in in the Soviet Union. The workers daily in China or any other place where there's a totalitarian government. Looking at the virus front, being that this has been with us, look at all the news stories that many people, like myself, because of what I did for a living for a while when I came out of retirement, the thought of the virus coming out of a lab in Wuhan was not a far-fetched story to those that were working in the pandemic. Responders and people like myself were becoming aware of stories you didn't see because they were not 100% sure. But the idea that the virus may have been, shall we say, altered in a laboratory environment, the evidence was very strong over a year ago. We're talking like in, oh, I'm reading stuff like this and in April, around, you know, Easter time, the 12th of April of 2020, it was almost common knowledge. So what gives? Why did Facebook and, and Twitter and the mainstream media always say that story has been debunked? If anybody said this was the China virus that came from Wuhan or potentially from a laboratory in Wuhan, you were called a kook, crackpot, conspiracy theorist, a liar, fake news. Name your title. The problem with that narrative, and I think many people like Dr. Fauci really believe they could keep that quiet. And I have a reason that I suspect he wanted to keep it quiet. He wanted to keep it very quiet. If you take a close look at Dr. Fauci, since he first came on your TV screens, occasionally in January on some of the news channels, and then almost every day for the coronavirus updates from the White House... And now he's the point man for the Biden administration. He was one of those that also publicly was telling you, forget Wuhan. It came from an old bat 
or bat droppings in a cave somewhere in China and somebody in a mine or or near a bat got sick and somehow it got to Wuhan or a wet market or something, maybe some bat stew, who knows? And it jumped species. And what an efficient virus it was. To leave Wuhan for Italy, Great Britain, the United States, the whole world. Nailed by this virus. Well, number one, let's go back and let's analyze this story from a practical point of view. And I'm going to share with you, because I've worked in emergency management, we'll take it on a more local scale. We know if there's a hazardous material leak, we know to confine the leak and get people out of harm's way. What did China do? They had the World Health Organization, the WHO, lie on their behalf. If you go back and research some news stories that haven't been scrubbed, you'll find that the WHO said back in January, early January, nothing to see here, nothing to worry about. We've talked to the folks in China, and this virus is not contagious to humans. You remember that? The WHO said that. Why? Because China told them to say that. I still want to know how event 201 just happened to occur in October of 2019 in cooperation with John Hopkins University. Isn't it amazing that John Hopkins had all this wonderful time to prepare for a pandemic tabletop exercise, and they had devised those wonderful dashboards and websites that could be used in the event of a global pandemic. They just happened to have one built. They could just spin it right up the beginning of March and of February, which they did. I have to I have to ask questions on that one. Sorry. Too many things have happened. And like I say, I'm not Mr. Conspiracy Theorist, but there's just too many things about this that don't add up. Now we have the Delta variant. And I, I said this yesterday, and I mentioned it before, and I'll mention it again. When I talk to people that are in the medical world, they all seem to have this consensus that viruses mutate. They always have, always will. And they tend to become more contagious, but they also tend to become vastly less lethal. Right now, there seems to be this major push to get everybody in the world vaccinated like ASAP. This tells me one of several things. Either there's something they are refusing to admit or tell us, and I can't imagine what, or they're trying to keep this pandemic alive for some other reason. And I can't, I mean, I hate to be suspicious. Somebody said, well, you know, New York's doing better than maybe Florida. Yeah, but no. look how many people had the coronavirus 
vastly more per 100,000 in New York. A year ago, those that had it have got it. Well, they're already immune to even the variants, which the vaccine cannot guarantee. We now have this story in front of us. And this is what Dr. Fauci is pushing for today. You know, the narrative for him changes. He does the Texas two-step back and forth and changes his mind and talks out of all three sides of his mouth. Fauci says the Biden administration is going to need to have local mandates on COVID-19 vaccines. Dr. Fauci, one of the advisors, said yesterday, he's shifting the goalpost again. We have 70% of the U.S. adults have received at least one shot of the, of the virus you know, concoction. It's not a true vaccine. And he suggested that when the Food and Drug Administration grants its final approval, now I want to stop right there. When they grant final approval, they want to rush this thing like the fall. Final approval. You know that any new styled vaccine that that is different, and this thing is an, an a messenger RNA. It affects, it can affect, it's getting your cells to manufacture spike proteins. Isn't that a classy way to realize your body's now manufacturing the very spike protein that allows the virus to get into your cell? Into the cells. That's how that that's what it is. And that's supposed to build up some antibodies, but they're not lasting as long as they thought they might. We're also finding these spike proteins don't stay in the arm muscle like other vaccines. They're ending up all over the body, causing heart inflammation, ending up in in women's ovaries. Who knows what kind of troubles we're going to see down the road? We'll talk about maybe those maybe tomorrow or Friday. All kind of things we don't know. You know, when you have one of these kind of vaccines that are, shall we say, breakthrough, uh, cutting-edge technology, how long do you think it takes to get full FDA approval for a vaccine of this nature? One year? Two years? Try 10 to 15 years. They want to short circuit the approval process to like a year, year and a half. We are the 10-year study. Those that are getting vaccinated today, you are a part of the study. Looking at the studies they did last year, they terminated many of the studies because they realized the next phase of the study would take too long. And so they were all given these, the ones that are out there today, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, uh, Pfizer, you know, the Pfizer's vaccine, even overseas, AstraZeneca and a couple of others, China's got one. These are all in their own countries being put out there under an emergency use authorization. Now, what does that mean? In simple layman's terms, most of you know this who listen to this program. What it means is, There's no other treatment available. We started the program today talking about the news stories the media never wants you to hear. They don't want you to hear from Dr. Malone, who is the inventor of mRNA technology, who has some serious concerns about a worldwide administering of this vaccine. And trust me, he is not anti-vaccine. 
He's very much for it. But he has serious concerns that have not yet been vetted out how this can affect people's immune systems. Oh, I don't know. Later this year, next year, and the years after. There's a storm coming, I fear, in the not-too-distant future. Now you got Fauci out there wanting to have local mandates saying you can't come into this restaurant. When is it going to be you're not allowed to go grocery shopping unless you've got a vaccine passport? We're, we're heading there. We are heading there, if you haven't seen it. Mayor de Blasio, another reprobate running the largest city in the world, New York. I should say destroying the largest city in the world, New York. He's thinking of more ways to have a vaccine passport. Then you got reprobates like Anthony Cuomo. I should say St. Anthony the Pious Cuomo, governor of New York. Talk about the Excelsior passport. They found out that thing's got more holes in it, security breaches, than we care to discuss. We're going to have to, according to Fauci, rely on vaccine mandates at the state and local level. And we need to keep suppressing the fact that certain drugs make COVID a highly treatable disease. Hey, you got some doctors that are putting their reputations on the line. Let me let me just think about this logically with me for a moment. If you are a successful doctor, you're working for a university system as an instructor, a professor, you've got your tenure, you're building up your retirement, you have a good income. Why would you risk all that by saying there's something wrong with the picture? Why would you put your career in jeopardy for a lie? I often tell people who talk about Christianity, how can you believe all that stuff? Well, look at the disciples of Jesus, the 11 that remained. They all gave their life for the faith. They could have easily had a wonderful and easy life by renouncing and saying everything about this guy that was raised from the dead is a lie. But they chose to live for the truth no matter what it cost. Just like some of these doctors today that are coming out there and putting their reputations and their their medical licenses on the line to tell you there is a danger out there you need to be made aware. And the CNNs and the MSNBCs turn their back and they put on Dr. Fraud Fauci telling everybody to hurry up and get that COVID shot. When are they going to require to newborn infants? Saw a picture the other day that was taken a while back during the height of the pandemic when you had little babies wearing face coverings in maternity rooms. When is this insanity going to stop? And why do they want these vaccine passports? What is it about this experiment that they want to place billions of people across the world through? 
Some say it may be an effort to depopulate. I can't confirm or deny that. But I'll tell you what I sincerely believe. You may disagree, but listen, I have people sending me stories from various websites that will go unnamed that talk about how millions will be dead. Well, some of them said that three and four months ago that by this time we would have all these people dying of the vaccine. Well, I don't see millions dying from the vaccine. I think we would notice that if that actually happened. But I do believe two things. We do know that it's affecting women's ovaries, so I think we may see down the road less children being born. That's just my my educated guess. It's not a prophecy. And I think that many older people may face what Dr. Malone says is a immune disorder that could make it harder for them to stave off disease. And so many baby boomers like myself that were hoping to live to 90 may only make it to 80 or 78. And it won't be so noticeable. Time will tell. Vaccine passports, they're on the way. A lot of this, I believe, and we need to talk about this tomorrow and Friday again. The beast system is coming. I don't think the vaccine in and of itself, I'll take issue with those that say that it, that they think it is. This is not the mark of the beast, just so you know. But I think we're getting prepared to see how people would abide by a requirement to buy and sell. This is going to separate some the sheep from the goats. Many people have been duped into taking it. I firmly believe that when it comes time for the Antichrist and the Mark, you that are believers in Christ will 100% know what you're doing when you do it. There won't be any ifs, ands, or buts. There will be no middle ground or I made a mistake or they, 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 they fooled me. There won't be that. That's a topic for another day. If you believe in the work we're doing, we can, would you consider supporting us? Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia. Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. By the way, I hope when you go to the website, look for the radio button that says listen now. There is a radio. We have music out there you can listen to. And I want to thank those that have written me saying we're appreciating the work you're putting together. Go to our website. You'll find it. Look for Truth to Ponder Radio, and you can listen to some great Christ-honoring music, and you can also hear this program. We'll be back tomorrow, and I think we'll delve deeper into being prepared. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.